So today's daf is daf nun tes, page 59 in Mesachis Yuvamis. Get ready for a fantastic, fantastic, fascinating daf. Um, we're going to pick up two lines from the bottom of 58b. Nun chesam We're at the colon. We're at the two dots. All right. Now these two dots are going on our Mishnah, which stated, Nisarmalu o'inizgarshu. Now, what's going on? Nisarmalu means they became widowed. Nizgarshu means they got divorced. Let's remind ourselves what's happening. If you have, we're going to speak outside for a moment. If you have a woman who has step one of marriage, from a Kohen, and she's forbidden to him, for example. She's a divorcee who's acquired by a Kohen. She's a widow who has Arison, she's acquired by a Kohen Gadol. So the Mishnah, um, the Mishnah had stated that if they, meaning the forbidden widow to the Kohen Gadol, or the forbidden divorcee to the Kohen, if they became now widowed or divorced from the forbidden marriage, meaning the Kohen Gadol married a widow and then dropped dead. So the Mishnah said they can now continue to eat Shuma. They may continue to eat Shuma because our assumption is they never fully consummated their forbidden marriage. Hence... They are considered a, a wife of a Kohen or somebody who was with a Kohen. They never entered that extremely forbidden state. And they're allowed to, they're allowed to continue eating Shuma. All right, here we go. Says the Gemara, the following Shaila, the following question, searching for information. Asked a question from Shmuel. If a Kohen Gadol did Kedushin with a Ketana, and then she becomes a Gadola underneath him. Meaning while she's married to him. We now turn today to the top of today's daf. What is the Alocha? Basar Nesuin Azlinon. Basar Eresin Azlinon. Do we follow the Nesuin? Or do we follow the Eresin? Herzachan. Wow. Listen closely, Khalim. Mazdal to you. All right. Listen closely. We have Rav Lazdun joining us. Khavr there's a Heliga Shaila. A Heliga Heliga question. The Torah tells us that a Kohen Gadol is only permitted to marry a Basula, a virgin. Okay? He's only permitted to marry a virgin. Now, here's what the Kohen Gadol did. He married a we'll call it an eight year old girl. Fine. You married an eight-year-old girl. Now, is she a basula? She's a basula. Yeah, she's a virgin. She's an eight-year-old girl. No problem so far. Now, she becomes a bogaris. She becomes a bogaris, meaning she becomes an adult now, and this relationship is now going to be a relationship between two gadolim, with a Kohen Gadol who is a gadol and a wife who is a gadol. Okay. There you go. He keeps her. That's right. They kept around for you. Do you think there's any problem with her keeping him? Because if you think about it, she, he's now keeping a woman who's not a virgin. But you know why she's not a virgin? Because she's been married to him for four years. <laughs> Yale with his whoa. Yeah, go ahead. What's the problem? What's the problem? That's oh. 
So listen to this. Everybody's going to agree. So hold on, hold on. Very good. So everybody's going to agree in such a case that I gave you. There's no problem. Because he's not allowed to take somebody who's not a besula. But Lamais over here, she just got older underneath him. There's no problem. Now here's the shayla. The shayla is when he, the Kohen Godol did Arisim. He did step one of marriage on a girl who's not yet a bogeres. She's not yet, she does not yet have a fully formed, mature female body. Okay? And now he does Nesuin once she is a bogeres. Here's the shayla. The shayla is, is he allowed to do Nesuin on the bogeres? Now, many of us are probably thinking, what's the problem? Think about it. How do we just explain the case? We said like this. He married a katana or a nara. The main thing is she's not a bogera. She's not a full-fledged mature woman. Okay? Now, she becomes completely mature. Her body becomes completely mature. You're asking me a Shiloh whether he could keep her? Why not? Isn't she a basula? Okay. So now, in order to understand this question, it's a li- you need Rashi, the big Balchesed, who's helping us out with everything. Okay? So here, here we go. Here's the chap. Is everybody else bothered by what we're bothered by? Yeah? You understand the problem? The Gemara is asking, can you keep her? She never had relations. She never had intercourse. What's the problem? See, here's the deal. Okay? And this is, this is something very important to know, especially in today's day and age, where it's very, 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 very common for by the time a woman gets married, her hymen, the membrane that gets broken from relations is usually not there. Her besulim are usually non-existent by the time she's married at whatever age. Because what happens is, especially with today's world where women are very physically active and they get out there and do various things, as we're going to see, there's a woman who could lose her besulim. She's called the mukas eights. Let's say she was uh, whatever. She was playing football. She was playing soccer. And uh, something uh, went inside of her randomly and, and uh, popped her basulim. Is that going to be a problem? Okay, so we're going to see it. So, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. The assumption in the question, without losing our train of thought, is that once she becomes a bulgaris, the basulim start to weaken. They're not as firm as they are when she becomes a bulgaris. So the Shiler is very actually a very simple question, and that is, should we be concerned for a Kohen Gadol who needs to marry a Besula? What does it mean a Besula? Does it mean her Besula need to be stark? And therefore it's important that he actually marries somebody at a young age? Or do we say, listen, as long as she never had relations, she's a Besula? Okay, how stark? When we tired says you've got to take an issue as a Besula, that's really the Shiler. Over here. All right. Omar Leis, he says to him, Tenisu, we learned in our mission, is Garju. If let's say after they, these forbidden women or the, for, the widow married the Kohen God or the divorcee to the Kohen, if they were widowed or divorced from the Gahanim, then I mean, I'm Nesuim Tsulais. If they had Nesuim, then I'll let each other anymore. I'm not Irisin Shares. But if they just had Irisin, they're still permitted. So you see from here that where the Torah says you're not allowed uh, to marry a widow for a Kohen Gadol, or you're not allowed to marry a divorcee for a regular Kohen, it only means for an Esuin, and there's no issue with Erisin. He says, he says let me, let me uh, clarify, let me add a little uh, piece of information in over here. I never had a Shaila whether Erisin would cause her to be a Halala, meaning if you have 
Almana who marries a Kohen Godol, she only becomes a Chalala. The woman herself becomes a Chalala if she was a Kahenes. Okay? How so? From intercourse. We, I, I agree, I know for sure, that Bia is what's going to turn her into a Chalala, not the acquisition. So, so where's the question? We're just clarifying the question. It says that a Kohen Godol must marry a virgin. My. What does it mean he must take a virgin? Do we need a taking of Kedushin and just the acquisition uh, is enough that she's a Basula at that time? But once she had Kedushin, when the Kaingadol does Nisuin with her, she doesn't need to be a Basula anymore. Perhaps that's the whole idea. Or maybe we need Kicha Dinesuin. Okay? Kavaldik. In other words, what Kicha you take, is it the beginning of the marriage or the consummation? Of the marriage. Amar Lay, he says back to him, Ha nami tanisua. We learned in our mission. Eris esalmana vinismana liais kain gadol. If a kayan does eris, he does erisin with an almana, okay, and then he is now a kain gadol. You hear this fascinating case? You understand? Can a regular kohen marry a widow? You better believe it. So he marries a widow. He puts a ring on her finger and he says, My dear sweetheart, you are now Harayat Mekudeshes Li B'dabazu G'das Moshe V'Yisrael and we're going to move in and do Nesuin in 12 months from now. And guess what happens? Two months later, there's a knock on his door and they say, Reb Kayin, guess what? We have a Mazel Tov for you. You've now been appointed to be the Kohen Gadol. Ah! What a schus! He's so excited. He goes running to his wife. He says, you're not going to believe it that we're going to be the mom is so chashuv. And she says, listen, uh, excuse me. We can't get married if you're the Kayin Gadol. I'm a widow. But here's the deal. They already had Erisim. So they had Erisim. He just didn't do Nesuin. So is he permitted to do Nesuin now? Now that he's, he, again, he married her in a permitted state. But now, is there, is there marriage in trouble? Says the Mishnah, no, there's no trouble. Yichnos He's allowed to do Nisuin. Because you know what matters? Obviously, according to our Mishnah, what matters is the Erisin and not the Nisuin. It's the Kicha. It's the time of the acquisition, and we're not nervous about later on. Hence, we're going back to our situation of the Kohen Gadol and the Besulim and the weakening and whatever. We're not so concerned. You worry about the Erisin. Says the Gemara, no. There's no proof in that Mishnah. You know why? Shiny Hasam. There is going to be different. It says that a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry, um, must marry a woman who has besulim, okay? And that's who you're going to take as a wife. At what stage is a woman considered to be a wife? At the time of the acquisition. And that's why specifically over there, it's not going to be a problem. However, however, how do you know the same thing's going to hold true um, when a woman was younger and now she becomes a bulgaris? Maybe it's going to be different. Says the no, it should be the same because Even when it comes to the issue of the Kongodo marrying a Bulgaris, where we're concerned of the, you know, that the Basula maybe are gone or weakened, so um, they're also, it says, wife. So whatever it is by the case of the Kohen who's appointed to be Kongodo should be by a Kohen Gadol who marries a girl who's younger and then becomes older. Says the no, Achas 
you can the word isha can only uh, can only include one woman, cannot include two women. We're trying to include two halachas over here, and we're trying to say that a kohen gadol is allowed to do nisuin even if I'm sorry, not even as long as. At the time that he married the widow, she was permitted be'erisim. But it's not that does not necessarily hold true in the other case. Okay, if they weren't, uh, you know, if they weren't in in a state yet, but he was already in the status of having a, being a kohen gadol. Says Gemara, fine. Umayra Isa, why do you want to? What do you see to include one situation over the other? Meaning, maybe we should maybe we should include a case of a young child, a young woman who becomes a begaris. Maybe there we should bring a proof that it's okay, as opposed to the case of the guy who was appointed as kain gadol. Says the No final answer before the Mishnah. It makes more sense to include a widow whose body has not changed. Okay, when your body changed between Arison and Asuan. Uh, you know, that's that's a, a strong change. In the other case, nobody changed. All that happened was he was appointed to be a Kohen Gadol and it's, uh, it's more logic to include a widow that nothing changed within her body than to include a widow who became a Bogaris and things have changed. Okay, period, bottom line, let's, let's extrapolate, you know, the, let's take a step back and pull away the broader halacha from what we've said so far today and that is Halacha Lamaisa, if you have a Kohen who marries a widow, there was no problem. After he marries her, after he acquires her, he's appointed to be Kohen Gadol. Is he allowed to complete the, the Nesuin? Yes. There's no problem. Isha. Okay? There's no problem. However, in a case where you have a Kohen Gadol that, that marries a, uh, does Erison on a girl when she's younger than a Begaris, but then she becomes a Begaris, we don't have a Raya that he's allowed to consummate the marriage with the Nesuin. All right, here we go. We're going to have a fascinating topic. And again, as Rabiel brought up earlier, the conversation is going to be uh, highly focused around the status of a, of a basula. <coughs> you can keep in mind, you know, even though unfortunately, as of this moment, Bez Hashem, Mashiach will be here soon, and we'll have our Kayin Gadol by, uh, by tomorrow, Bez Hashem, maybe even appointed tonight. Um, but... As far as the laws of Basulam are concerned, it really comes up primarily outside of Kohen and divorcee within a Ksuba. Right? There's different Ksubas for a Basula or a woman who's not Basula. There's different levels of financial commitment that a husband's obligated for his wife. So there, there are even nowadays ramifications to you know, at what point if a woman, let's say, doesn't have a hymen anymore, does her, basula, does her Ksuba change? Okay. Now, practically speaking, the answer is uh, what? Ksuba is darabon. Okay, true. So, but do we say you know what, what's her status? How do how do we view it? If, you know, if there's no if there's no uh, hymen there, is there automatic loser status, or is it mamish dependent on uh, intercourse, or is it dependent on anything being inserted? What if what if something else wasn't okay? So, our daf is really going to uh, tackle some of that conversation. Here we go. Says the Mishnah, Kohen Gadol. A Kohen Gadol, Lo Yisa Amman is not allowed to marry a widow. Any Chiddush over there for us? No, we know this already, all right? But this is the Mishnah that's establishing, the, uh, you know, that's establishing what we knew already. Now, says the Mishnah, by the way, what if a woman is widowed from Erison? She never moved in with her husband. A man put a ring on a woman's finger, and kicked the bucket. Can she marry a Kohen Gadol? You know she never had relations. She might even be a Basula. She could be a virgin. 
Is she permitted to marry a Kohen Gadol? Says the Mishnah. Bain Amonam and Erisin, Bain Amonam and Anasun. Any widow is forbidden to Kohen Gadol. For though Yisa Esabagaris, and also a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a Bogaris for the reason we gave on the bottom of, of uh, Nonches Amud Beis. Okay. Says the Mishnah Viter, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Machshirim Bibagaris. They say there's no problem. We're not concerned uh, at all about the Bogaris. There's no concern at all. Okay. Says the Gemara. Okay, sure. uh, of, uh, of, uh, last last halach of the Mishnah, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, and a Kohen Gadol is also not allowed to marry a woman who's a Mukas Eitz. Mukas Eitz means a piece of wood broke her basulim. She lost her basulim not only from not due to an intercourse, but she lost her basulim uh, because a piece of wood broke her hymen. And um, and uh, even in such a case, she hasn't been together with any man. She hasn't been with anybody. Still, the halacha is that a Kohen Gadol is forbidden to her. Okay. Any, Rabiel, you wanted to share something? Good? Okay. Well, that would be, I guess that translates into modern times. Good. That translates very much into modern times. That's right. Very good. Okay. Okay, here we go. Says the Gemara. Turn around, the rabbis learn so shall we. Almana la yikach, is not allowed to take a widow. Bain almana bain erisin, bain almana yikach means you cannot take. You cannot take a widow means any type of widow. As soon as she gets the status of a widow, you cannot take her. And I just want to share something. This is a complete, nothing's ever a complete tangent in Tyra. Everything's always intertwined. But it's fascinating to notice how when the Torah gives a label, that label does not depend on age. When the Torah says you cannot harass or hurt the feelings of a widow, you can't hurt anybody's feelings, right? But Rashi says, a widow lost her support system, so there's a double whammy. It's a double prohibition. Mamish, Parshas Kedeshu, you know what we're in, right? Amazing, yeah? So, the Tyrus said, who's a widow? She's 25 years old and lost her husband? 40 years old? 119 years old? 120? At what, is there any point within her life that she's not called a widow? No. Very interesting. An almana is an almana is an almana is an almana. And here's what's fascinating. You know what's, you know what's fascinating? An orphan is the same thing. My father pointed this out to me. He said, Menachem, is there any limit, is there any age where you're no longer called a yasom? You're 99 years old, your father passes away at 119. You're 99 years old. You had your father for 99 years of life. The guy's father passes away, he's a yasom. He's an orphan. He's 99 years old, but he's an orphan. A yasom doesn't stop. There's certain things, chiyuvim, obligations, and labels, and titles that exist. And we have to be cognizant of that because sometimes we're not sensitive to the, to the halacha. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old and how mature and how, uh, you know, and, and how we're viewing the other person. Oh, you already have a kluch. You already have a... They all say, okay. My zayda also has feelings. My alta zayda also has feelings. Yeah. Yeah, my grandchild, it goes both ways, right? Sometimes people think that their parents don't have feelings or their grandparents don't have feelings. And sometimes you can have parents who think that a four-year-old, you could shepherd. No, the Torah says you're not let her harass a person. A four-year-old's not a person. Four-year-old's a person like it. <laughs> it's also the Torah to, to harass another person. Yeah, it's, it's just, just notice this. It says the Gemara. Don't look at her and say, oh, she never even moved in with the guy. 
an Amman or she has title of an Amman. Okay. Says the Gemara Pshita, why would I have thought otherwise? If the Torah says the word widow, why would I think she's not a widow from Erison? Answers the Gemara, I would have thought to say, you know, by Tamar, it uses the word widow. Tamar herself was a widow from the two sons of Yehuda, Malam and Anasuin, just like by Tamar we know. She had Nasuin, yet the two brothers were supposed to have relations with her, Afkam and Anasuin. So I would say so too over here. Uh, you know, what, what it means is uh, Nasuin and Almana's Nasuin by a Kaingadol as well. And if she's only an Almana from Erison, it's not a prohibition. Kamash Mulan. Therefore, it lets us know that any type of Almana is also the Kaingadol. Says Gemara, who says? Yeah. Now that you showed me an Almana is somebody like Tamar. Who, li- who was supposed to be living with her husbands and having children with them, maybe your taka widow only from Nesuin, like Tamar, a good Yeah, it's a good question. Says the Gemara, no. Dugma de, uh, dumya de Grusha, because the, the Torah compares the prohibition of being a widow to, the, to being a Grusha, being a divorcee. Ma Grusha, Bayman Erzimin just like by a divorcee, a Kayan is forbidden to marry a woman. If she's divorced, whether from Erison or Nesuin, there's no difference. So interestingly like this. Interestingly, the word Almana itself maybe would imply Nesuin. Listen to the, to the Chachmo there of how, how we're interpreting this. Uh, an Almana may very well be from Nesuin. When you live together, you moved in and everything. But by the Kohen Gadol prohibition specifically, because of the way the Pasuk connects him to a divorcee, a widow and divorcee are both forbidden, and by divorcee we know, across the board, if she's divorced from Ayers and Asun, he's Asir. So in this specific halacha as well, she's going to be considered a widow and forbidden, Beiman Ayersin, Beiman Anasun. Period, two dots, beautiful. All right, says the Gemara Laisa Esabegeris. A Kain Gadol is not allowed to marry a Bogaris. This is the Pitan Tanakama. Tan Rabban of the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis. A Kain Gadol must marry a woman who is a Besula. He must take a woman who's a virgin. This excludes a Bogaris. Shakalubabisola means her hymen starts to weaken, starts to lessen. Okay, this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. I guess Rabbi Meir is the Tanakhama. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shim, Machshim, Rabbi But in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi no, there's no problem with Rabbi Geras. There's no issue. But my Kambifligi, what is the source of their Machlegas? Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, listen, Besula, Afilu, Mikzas, Besula, Mashma. When it says that a Kohen, Godol, must marry a Besula, the Torah could have said Bisulim. It could have said, you know, as long as she has Bisulim, as long as she has signs of virginity, he could take her. But it says Bisuleha. You know what Bisuleha means? Her signs of virginity. Something that she's always had. Adika called Bisulim, which means in order to be able to marry a woman, she must have every sign of virginity that she ever had. Bisuleha. Her virgin, right? That's it. So if she was ever a greater virgin, we'll call it. Now, forget the word virgin have anything to do with relations and intercourse. Over here, we're just saying the actual signs of virginity. If she doesn't have that, can't marry her. Okay. Now, 
Bibsuleha, and the Torah says Bibsuleha within her virginity. You know what else it teaches me? Bikedarka in shaloi kedarka loi. If let's say you were to have a woman who had intercourse with a man in an unusual way, okay, in an unusual way, meaning. They had, they, you know, it was anal intercourse, which is not going to, obviously, it's not going to break the hymen. It's not going to do it. That actually will still allow her to be permitted to a Kongogo. Because the main focus here, according to Rebbe Mayer, what's her mayor's logic? The main thing is she has full status of her besulim. For Blazer Shimon say, Blazer Shimon say, whoa, back off. Besula, besula, shleima, masha. We agree that besula means that. She's a, she's a basula. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all in on that. Basula Shlema. She has her basula and, and uh, everything's myridic. Okay, we're all in on that. Bis, that's basula. Basula, huh? I feel basula. Her basula mean, doesn't mean every basula, every sign of virginity she ever had. You know what it means? Say Rebbe and Shimon. Basula, huh, means whatever she does have now. As long as she didn't have relations. So basula, whatever, whatever she has now is fine. And actually, what Bibsuleha means that any act of intercourse is going to um, uh, any act, let, let, let's read this again, that absolutely you need to ha- uh, you need to be a type of woman to be able to marry you need to be a type of woman that has all of her Bibsuleha. Bain bikedarka, bain shalaikedarka, and it can't only be dependent on the hymen, but also is dependent on the activity of a woman. Okay, so if a woman had relations, even in an unnatural way, she's still going to be forbidden to a kohen gadol. So a double machlekes. Machlekes number one is the focus on the hymen, and number two is what about an unnatural. Act of intercourse. Omar Ravida Marav. Ravida says in the name of Rav. If a woman had relations. Shalaikedarka. In in, un, in an unnatural way. She becomes. Puzzle to Kahuna. She's not. She's no longer called. The status of being a Besula. Okay. She loses. Uh, she loses that status. Okay. Masiv Rava, Rava asked a challenging question on this halacha. We just said the halacha is that even Shlai Kedarka makes her puzzle to Kahuna. So Masiv Rava asked a challenging question. She's going to become for him a wife, which means that um, this is referring to a uh, Nara Hamurasa, that a, I'm sorry, this is referring to a man who who uh, is ma'anes or seduces a young girl in a state of Nara. She's the age of 12 or 12 and 6 months. So there's a, there's a financial obligation that he has to, that, that he owes the family. And also, is a, and this also is a fascinating, uh, could be a very practical thing nowadays. And that is if you have a man who seduces a young girl, you're actually obligated to marry her. You break her virginity. So in the state of Naris, you're going to be obligated if she wants to, and the, she says, "Listen, I, now you know whatever the world's going to consider me damaged goods, and I want to see if I can make this work with the guy. He's going to be obligated to take her in." Okay, so Valaisia Leisha, he's obligated to take her as a wife. 
This only true with a, if she's a woman who he's halachically permitted to marry. Which excludes If a Kayan did something like this, or a Kayan did something like this, so then, no, there's not going to be um, a mitzvah or obligation to take her as a wife. What's the case? If we're talking about where he... You know, he uh, violated her, rape, seduction, whatever, you know, however you're going to call it, call it, it wasn't willingly, and it was done, bikidarka, usual way to have relations. My area, Misha why do we say that she, that uh, he's a kind gadol, he can't marry her because she's an Almana? Get ready for this. You know why he can't marry her? Not because she's an Almana. She's now been violated. If he were to marry her, he's marrying a woman who doesn't have her virginity anymore. Granted, it's from him. But at the time that he's taking her in, she's not a virgin. Now, this is all true if he had usual intercourse. Elalav, so in order for it to be such a case where we're going to say, oh, but if she was a widow to a Kongodol, you know, he's not allowed, it must be where their relations was, Shalai Kedarka. So the, the, what's causing her to lose her basulim has nothing to do with him. And since that's true, so the whole issue here is going to be in Almana and not because of a Basula. We took the top of tomorrow's daf, Hamani. So who must be the Tana of the Brisa? Remeir, it must be Remeir Givaldi, because Remeir again said that Shalaika Darka, what is Remeir hold? Shalaika Darka is not going to make her into a Baula, uh, okay? A woman who lost her virginity. The Rav Damriker of Meir, but, but uh, and Rav is going to. I'm sorry, Verav Damak Lazar. However, Rav is going to hold like Rav Lazar, who says that Shalaika Darka, she is um, still, even Shalaika Darka is going to cause her to no longer be considered a Besula. Okay. Says the Gemara. Okay, let's keep going in the, in the uh, what, what we're going to be doing now is like building teams. Okay, we're going to be building sides. You know, who's, who's coming in against who? Ik Lazar, if Rav is paskening like Rebbe Lazar, who says that even a Bia Shalai even relations in an unnatural way are going to cause her to no longer be a Besula, be a virgin, rather she's called a Baula, a woman who's lost her virginity, if that's true, Samayiri Mishim Baula. Why do we say that she can't marry because of Baula? Typically, the Havila Zaina. We should say that the reason why she's forbidden to him is because she is a Zaina. Okay? She's now going to have the status of a Zaina. Now, a Zaina, we, uh, or Zona, yeah? So we usually use as an expression of a prostitute or a woman who's loose, a woman who hires herself out. Now, that's not really true in halacha. In order to get the status of a Zaina, you have to be somebody who willingly had relations with a man who, if you were to try to marry him, that marriage would not be valid. Okay? That's one, that's one approach, or you could say it was anything that's out of wedlock. In order to be called a zayna, you can have relations, but it wasn't done al-pi Allah. Okay? To what extent is a conversation, I believe the Rambam Paskins, that it's, it has to be somebody who's within the parsha of marriage, but it wouldn't be a valid marriage. For example, I believe according to the Rambam, the Rambam says, if you have a woman who had relations with a non-Jewish man, she doesn't take on the status of Zaina. She wouldn't take on the status of halachic Zona. Why not? Because if the man were to put a ring on her finger, that marriage would not be counted. Nothing would have happened. There's no such thing as a Jewish woman being married to a non-Jewish man. And Allah, no such thing. It doesn't take hold. But if you'd have somebody who's Jewish, and the same thing would be true with bestiality, by the way. 
Okay, if you have a woman who's involved in bestiality, according to that approach, she's not a zayna either because no shaykhs. To you, you put a you know a, a pig puts a ring on her finger, no shaykhs. Yeah, uh, an ox, right? But if it's a person who who's a yid and it would be valid, okay, be it as it may, says the Gemara. Why don't we say that the reason why she's forbidden is because she's taking on the status of a zayna? Why? He's of the Ezra Belazar. Anytime you have intercourse that's out of wedlock, you know, you know what she has? The status of a zayna. So what? So what if she has status of a zayna? So remember what we learned the other day. Who's forbidden to a Kohen? A divorcee. A zayna, right? Isha, zona, v'chalala, la'ikachu. The name Azulai, right? Which is, which as we explained previously, cats, Kayin Tzedek, the name Kohn, and Azulai is a name for Kahan, because it's an acronym for those words. Isha, Zonah, V'chalala, Lo Yikachu. That's where that name comes from. So, be it as it may, says the Gemara, why are we saying because of Abu'ullah, why don't we just say she now took on the status of being a Zaina? Because Rabbi Lazar himself says, that's what you become. Answer the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Kikayin Shnevelah Lebehemah. Okay? She actually had relations with an animal. She had relations with an animal. She's, con- um, she's considered Abu'ullah. Yeah, she lost her virginity. Bishum Zainaleka. But she's not considered a Zaina. As we started touching on. The Gemara is going to get more in depth about this. But you're not called a Zaina with acts of bestiality. Amr Abaye, Abaye says, I don't understand something. Ibula have a Zaina Why why are you calling calling her somebody who's not a virgin, but she's not a Zaina? Not a virgin, what Abaye is assuming right now is. If you're not a virgin, that means it was called an intercourse. And if it's called an intercourse, you're a woman who had intercourse. That's a zaina. That's what Abai is assuming right now. The zaina layave. If we're not calling you a zaina, bula nami layave. You're not a bula either. You know why? You know why you're not a bula? You're like a woman who, uh, whatever, was doing somersaults and her basulum broke. That's it. And if you're going to say, one second, maybe she's like, she should be considered like a mukas eights, where a, a piece of, uh, let's say a piece of wood went into a woman, went into a woman, what does it mean, anally, okay, not in the usual fashion. If that's what the case is, let me tell you something, good luck finding a woman who's kosher for a kain godol, shalai nasis mukas eights, ayedeit because what happens is, what happens is, and especially back then, as Rashi thankfully comes and explains to us, we would have known this, but they didn't have toilet paper. They didn't have tissues. So the way that people would clean themselves is with trirus, is with rocks. And very often that rock could be, um, would get a little bit inserted because, again, what are we dealing with? A shalai kedarka. How do people clean themselves shalai kedarka? You're going to go in a little bit. So you're automatically woman who ever went to the bathroom, is going to have taken something and inserted to some extent Shalai Kedarka. So there's no such thing as a woman who's ever a Bula. Great Kasha. Okay? Ella Omar of Zaira, rather of Zaira says, let me explain the case. Let me explain the case. Again, what are we looking for? A case where you're going to have a woman who's called a Bula, but not a Zaina. That's what we're looking for. You have a woman who's no, it's, she's no longer has a virginity, but she's also not a Zaina because of what happened. So here we go. Says the Gemara, the case has to be Bimema'enes, a woman who did Mi'un. Yeah, remember, what was Mi'un? You have an orphaned girl, 
her brother and mother marry her off. So she's, um, she walked away from the marriage. Does she have her basulim? No. Is she a divorcee? No. Is she a widow? No. All that happened was her marriage was removed. When she was 12 years old, she refused the marriage. She walked away. Okay? Now, ready for this? If in her original marriage, she only had a bia, like a darka. Okay? So, Rav's gonna say, she, according to Rav, because he's following the pin of Rabbi Lazar, that a bia, like a darka, call, calls her a baula, we're now gonna have a case of a baula, who's not a zaina, and she's still ushered to a gongago. That's the case. She's a baula, because she had unnatural relations, which Rabbi Lazar holds is, changes her title. She's not a zaina, and she, can, she still cannot marry the kind of Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to go back into the original, into our statement a little bit, and say like this. We had a premise, we had an assumption that if a woman engages in relations with an animal, even though she's going to lose her virginity because of that, she's not called a zaina. Okay, let's get into this. Omar of Simi Barchia. Rav Simi Barchia says, We said that if a woman has relations with an animal, she's still, uh, uh, he, according to him, she's mutter to a kohen gadol. Okay. Tanamiyach, we learned it by a simile, A woman has relations with an entity that's not human. Okay, I don't know what you're including besides for animals, maybe Martians, aliens, a chase. Alpha P, please don't quote me to say that. Okay. Alpha P, Shabbiskila. Even though bestiality has a chi of skila, kahuna. It is. She's still kosher for kahuna. Okay. She's still kosher for kahuna. Incredible. Kiyosa Ravdimi Amar. When Ravdimi came from Eretzral, he said, Maisa beriva achas behislu. There was a story with a riva achas. Riva is a young woman. There was a young woman in a city called Hislu. Shahoisa mechabedes esabayis. Mechabedes esabayis, the word kavod is used, she was sweeping the house. Sweeping. It's very interesting. That how do you show kavod for something, for a place? You help keep it clean. How do you show kavod beis haknesses? You keep it clean. How do you show your kavod for your house? You keep it clean. One of my rabbeim, um, I think it was a bleep. He, I, was in a, I, was, uh, had a, I was in a conversation with him and he said to me, he said, Menachem, you have a paper towel that falls on the floor. You see another guy throw, you know, in yeshiva, whatever it is, washes his hands, he takes the paper towel, he chucks it, he thinks he's a good basketball player. Yeah, misses, turns around and goes into the base of right? You see a paper towel on the floor. It could be out on the street. You pick it up. I said, I hope so. Yeah. He says, why? He says, do you realize that it's a mitzvah to pick it up? I said, okay, might be a nice thing, but why specifically a mitzvah? He said, you're keeping the Abishter's world, world clean. There's a mitzvah. There's a bunch of owns the world. There's no, if, if you were to walk into somebody else's house and help them clean, that's not a mitzvah? So It's the Lord's world. Keep it clean. Right? It's a mitzvah. It's a mindset. It's a, by the way, this is tzniyas. Tzniyas is living your life in a way where you feel like a guest in the house of the Rebbeinu That's really what tzniyas is. When you, the way you dress in your own house, the way I dress my own house, is a lot different than the way I'm going to dress in your house. There's a tzniyas, there's a modesty that comes out when I realize I'm a guest in a world that belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Okay, fine. Be it as it may. Let's get back into this. So the, there was a young woman in the Hislu. She, she was being mechabed. She was so, showing cover to the house. How so? By cleaning. And a kela, some wild dog, came and um, inserted itself into her. Now, she was bending down. So it went into her. Okay? And Rebbe said she's still fit for kahuna. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Ula Kain Gadol. Rebbe said she could even marry Kain Gadol. Be may Rebbe Kain Gadol me Why would he say she's, a, she's fit to be a Kain Gadol? You know, when Rebbe lived, Rebbe wrote Mishnais. That was written after the times of the Beis Hamikdash. Okay? So it was a little, about 150 years later or so. Okay? So why is Rebbe giving us a psak for a Kain Gadol? There was no Kain Gadol. Says the Gemara, Ella Ru'i the Kain Gadol. Rebbe didn't say she could marry the Kain Gadol. Rebbe said, if there would be a Kain Gadol, because of this dog, that uh, she would still be mutter to, um, she would still be mutter to a Kain Gadol. Fine. Amalei Rava me parzakiyah Ravashi. Rava me parzakiyah says Ravashi. Minoha mils nam Rabbana. Where did Rabbana get the following thing from that said, Ein znos lebehima. You're not a zayna. It's not considered a znos. When it comes to an animal, you cannot bring an esnan zaina and a mechir kelev. You hear? A person wants to bring a carbon to the base hamikdash. A woman wants to bring a carbon. She wants to bring an animal. You know where she got that animal from? A man paid her to have relations and gave her this sheep. Could she bring that sheep in the base hamikdash? No, nothing doing. Yeah, u mechir kelev, and also mechir kelev. Yeah, if money was paid uh, for a dog. That money cannot be used later for a cover on the Mizbeach. Utanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Esnan Kelev. What about Esnan Kelev? Meaning, uh, somebody walks over to a woman, he says, I'll pay you to have bestiality with a dog. Umechir Zaina. Or money that you pay a Zaina for relations. What about those monies? Can they be used for a carbon? Mishum Shanamar Gam Shnayim, Shnayim Velayarba. The halacha a mutar. There's there's no problem. That can actually be used for carbonis. Why? Because it says gam shneim. Both of them. This is all part of the original pasuk, which means shneim v'leyarba. Only a mechir uh, a mechir kelev and esnan zaina are not allowed to bring those types of monies. But otherwise, if it was different, there's not going to be an issue. Tan rabbanon. The rabbis learned and so should we. Anusas mefutas la A kain gadol is not allowed to marry a woman that he himself was ma'anis, he himself raped, or he himself seduced. Okay. Now, at the time, she may have been a virgin. She may have been a basula, but now he wants to marry her. She's no longer a basula. Vim But if he married her, he's allowed to stay. Uh, it's, an, it's a valid marriage. Anusas mefutas la But a kain gadol is not allowed to marry a woman that somebody else. Violated or seduced. Again, she didn't do this willingly. And if he does marry her, the child is not, doesn't have the status of a kosher. No, the child retains its status. Says the Gemara. Let's go through this. We said that if the Kayin Gadol marries her, even though he was not allowed to, he, he, he's, it's, it's a valid marriage. Ravuna Rav says, even though it's a valid marriage, or because it's a valid marriage, might see beget. He's obligated to give her a gift. He's not allowed to stay with her because he wasn't, she wasn't a virgin. All right? If you did, you got to give her a get because it's a full-fledged marriage. He says the Gemara, the expression of if you're married, you're married seems to imply you could stay married. 
says no. Loimar, what does it mean in Nosi? No, it's just it's just coming to teach me. Top of Samachomer Aleph Shein Mishalim Knas Lemefutam that he doesn't have to pay a knas. Kagol does not have to pay a the regular fine that the Torah gives when a man seduces a woman, and therefore, um, in this case, where the Torah says like this, the Torah says if a man seduces a woman and she's no longer a basula, you got to do you got to do one of two things. You have to pay a fine, you have to pay, or marry her. You can't just walk away from this. can't just walk away with this, okay? So you know what the Kangalo says? Okay, I'm going to marry her. Since it says, if you married her, it's considered a marriage, but you got to give her a get, what that, the halacha that comes out of that is, the Kangalo just got himself out of the fine. But he did not get himself out of the, um, out of giving a get. He's still obligated to uh, to give her a get, and um, you know he didn't save much financially either, by the way, because rabbinically he's going to have to offer a ksuba, so he's going to be on the hook for uh, for a little bit more than he than he would uh, uh, otherwise would have had to pay. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, wrap this up, Rabiel. If you let me, I'll pick up from here tomorrow. If you want to log off, but let's get to the two dots. Twelve fifteen tomorrow, Mitzvah. Yeah. Also, Rav Gavia mi bei mi Rav Gavia of bei Kassel went. Amar l'shmaitz kamei the Ravashi, and he said over the, this halacha in front of Ravashi. Fine. Amar le Ravashi said, "Bahar Rav Rav Eichen nami tavaya, but Rav and Rav Eichen both say by Geras Samuka says la yitza. A kengadol is not allowed to marry a by Geras again who had a lessening of her." Uh, of her uh, virginity, or a woman who had who was a mukas eitz, yeah, that she uh, let's say a piece of wood um, partially tore her hymen. The nosu if he did marry her, he could stay married. Almost safely as by Now, uh, you, you see from over here, any woman who this kind of violates, we know she's going to be a begaris eventually because you're paying the fine to the father when he violates a nara, a woman between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months. So you see that in the end, she's going to be a begaris underneath him and Saifalia is mukas eitz tachtov. Eventually, she's going to become a mukas eitz, right? Because she's going to have relations with him. So mukas eitz means she's going to lose her virginity, okay? And we're, and we're saying you can remain married. Hachanami, so too over here. Meaning, what's over here? In the case of Rav that we had earlier when the Kaingadol seduced or violated somebody and now he marries her. Saifali has Bula Tachtov. Anyway, she's going to become a Bula by him because she's going to be married to him. So why don't we just say that the same way in other cases he could be married to her, so too over here he could be married to her. Says the Gemara Kasha, you have a question, but the Maisa, practically speaking, we're not walking away from our Halacha. Otherwise, it would have been a tiyufta, a refute. Over here, we're just saying, you know, you got a good question. But the bottom line is, we are keeping our halacha. We'll hold it here for today. Bezim, tomorrow, we will pick up with, uh, you know, continuing to go through the concepts of Kain Gadol and which woman has the status of a besula and to what extent is she going to be forbidden to Kain Gadol. That sugya is going to continue following the two dots. Again, Nerv Shabbos, a wonderful, wonderful evening. And, uh, Freilichen Yomatz Maut to those who aren't Sabbath. Alright, how about that? Alright, Zagazim.